Now, with Amazon, I mean, we all know if you've been selling for longer than three years or po I, I call it pre-pandemic, right? Pre-2020, mm, yeah. things were very different. And then in 2020, with all the different things that Amazon came down first, they decided half of you can't send anything in and then you can send mm -hmm. some. And now we're back to full load. But those fees that they've adjusted, the fuel surcharges and things like that mm -hmm. may have uh, trickled away in some places. But then in other places, they have significantly raised fees. Welcome to the Amazon Files podcast, brought to you by Mommy Income, where we help others start and scale businesses on Amazon by taking small, consistent steps. Here's your host, Kristen Ostrander, a 17-year e-commerce veteran who knows a thing or two about building a seven-figure Amazon empire from the comfort of her own home. Surrounded by three energetic kids and a hunky husband, she still has an insatiable desire to see others succeed. Hey, hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Amazon Files brought to you by Mommy Income. I am the host, Kristen Ostrander, and today we have a very special guest, a return guest, who is a profitability and Amazon inventory management expert, also the co-founder and CEO of SoStock.com. Please welcome Chelsea Cohen to the show. Chelsea, welcome back to the Amazon Files. I'm so glad you're here with us. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. For sure. So I know that you are an expert and you've been digging in deep this past year or so talking about profitability and how we can become more profitable. And this is a topic everyone needs to lean in on, right? Because yeah. Amazon, if we know anything about them, they're always changing. They're changing their fees. They're changing their rules. They're changing their capacities. They're all the, the different things. So I'd love yeah. to just have you talk a little bit about that. And first of all, um, just let everybody know um, your, who you are and where, what company you're from, and then we'll get into it. Sure. Yeah. My name is Chelsea Cohen. I am the co-founder and CEO of SoStock. It's an inventory management software that uh, I created really to focus on profitability. Inventory is very much tied to profit. And, you know, I was, I was stocking out, I was overstocking, and I couldn't find anything out there that would really help me with that. Uh, so that was why SoStock was created. And then last year, we were acquired by a company called Carbon Six, which is a, a collection of uh, of software tools for Amazon and e-commerce sellers, and so it's just been you know really great to work with a, a larger group who's very passionate about helping uh, sellers to to do better in uh, the Amazon space. Absolutely. And I love Carbon Six. There's so much of a suite of tools there and great, great staff and great people that are just rallying around us Amazon sellers, helping us to kind of move the needle forward. So let's yeah. talk about profitability and in the here and now. So in 2023, I know you guys recently uh, released this white paper. Tell us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, really was you, you bring up, you know, profitability and we're talking a lot about profitability at the end of last year we had a meeting, I had a meeting with um, Vanessa Hung and our head of marketing, Erica, and really both of us without even, you know, Vanessa and I, without even uh, consulting previous, came to the consensus that, you know, 2023 is the year of profitability. We really need to understand our numbers more than ever. And I feel like there was this is this uh, progression of marketing. And then everyone was focused on marketing for many years. Inventory became the thing that everyone started focusing on. And now it's profit because Amazon has changed their fee structure. They've added a lot of um, additional fees over the past few years. And actually since 2020, 
the fees collectively have increased about 20%. So understanding those fees was what we really wanted people to, to be able to do. And Amazon doesn't make it easy to understand those fees. Sometimes, you know, even myself reading things like the capacity manager fees, how does the bidding system work? How does the overage fees, you know, uh, calculation work? is very, can, can be very confusing. So we wanted to simplify that and we created a white paper specifically on how to simplify it and how to avoid or reduce those fees in your business. So where can everybody find that? Cause you guys, I want you guys to write this down or, or you know, timestamp this podcast, whatever it is that you're doing so that you can get this white paper. We are going to kind of cover the cliff notes version of it in this episode, but yeah. that doesn't mean that you don't need to be familiar with it. Um, Chelsea and her team has come up with this because it's, it's giving you the layman's version of piecemealing all of Amazon's new policies and fees together. So thank you in advance for this mm -hmm. white paper. And I can't yeah. wait to read it. Um, but also want to hear from you that like, what are the, the, the top three things that we need to know about this because this affects everybody's bottom line whether you sell patio furniture or your own private label products or makeup or anything every fee is going to affect you and so we need to know if we're if we're making if we're not making money what are we doing in business you just have an expensive yeah. hobby you don't have yeah. a business yeah. <laughs> so, um, profitability needs to be top of mind for every business owner so specifically with amazon what is the first thing that we need to be focused on for 2023 when it comes to these new policies and numbers? Sure. I would say, you know, first and foremost, understanding you can't, you can't move forward without understanding your numbers. You can't be profitable without understanding your numbers. And most of us understand what are our upfront costs? You know, what are our upfront costs? What are our advertising costs? What are the fulfillment fees? But that's the place where it kind of breaks down. People don't necessarily think about the storage fees and how, and you know, you kind of can lose track of when did you put that inventory and how long has that inventory been sitting there? How much is it accumulating those fees? And every single month it's eating into your profit more and more. So that's the, I call it the, the silent profit killers mm -hmm. because it's those things that are kind of out of sight, out of mind. And you're wondering why your cash flow and your profit is suffering. Well, that's a big piece of, of why. So where's mm -hmm. one place that we all can take note right now saying if if you sell anything oversized or, you know, what is one fee right now that most people aren't aware that they changed? Mm -hmm. um, I would say aged inventory fee. That's a big one. There was a fee that was referred to as long term storage, and that fee has existed for years and years. It was that you're going to be charged an extra fee on top of and they always do do stack. We call a. Uh, we call the white paper, refer to the white paper as um, the, the Amazon fee stack because they tend to stack the fees on top of each other. It's not that you were paying a monthly fee and now you're paying an additional fee. Uh, it's that you're paying both of those fees. Mm -hmm. So there's aged inventory that came about in, I believe it was in, in 2022 and or even the tail end of 21. And that was adjusting to now it's not just a year that you're paying for inventory that's been sitting there for a year. They moved it to nine months and they had a specific fee that you paid for nine months. And then you had to pay a different fee and it's um, a fee based on cubic feet. So the bigger your product, the more you're going to pay per unit. Uh, this year they changed that. So they restructured that 
so that you're now paying at six months. You're paying and, and it's a, an escalating fee. So at six months, you're paying 50 cents per cubic foot. And then at, uh, at seven months, you're paying a dollar. And then, so every 30 days it goes up a dollar and then a dollar 50, and then it jumps even further to eight or to $6 and 80 cents, then to $4 or no, sorry, to $3 and 80 cents, then to $4 and then to four, 420. And then a year in you're paying six, uh, 90 per cubic foot. So you're paying increasing fees over time. And when you're paying these increasing fees, you have to remember that they're compounding on each other every single month. Cause some products you're, you're paying for the, for the six month fee and the seven month fee, if you had in for seven months. So that's where it gets to be really crazy and losing track of, of that. Not a lot of people look at their aged inventory reports losing track of that when you could have removed the product or you could have uh, focused on a campaign to, let's say, reduce the, the price to, to move it out before that six months hits. Mm. Yeah, that's insane because if you really don't pay attention to that, especially if you're selling lower dollar items, that mm -hmm. can really, really, that can cost you more than what it was worth to keep it there. You yeah. have to really pay attention to that. And I know a lot of people are scared of oversized stuff because of these types of fees, but believe mm -hmm. it or not, I've actually personally had more sell-through rates with higher ticket items for some reason mm -hmm. than some yeah. of the smaller items. So these are just things to pay attention. Amazon does not, this is an indicator that Amazon does not want to be your storage unit. They want yeah. to move and have have inventory flowing and not just mm -hmm. sitting there and, and collecting space. So what are yeah. your thoughts about this for people who like there's there's a this is like a catch 22, right? Uh -huh. um, I mean, at least in, in my mind, I'd love to have your thoughts on this is um, seasonal items. So uh -huh. you have this short season, but you also yeah. then have Amazon stacking on these fees for things that sit there. However, like, let's just take a Christmas tree, an artificial Christmas tree, for example. Yeah. We know it's big, it's oversized, it sits there, and they generally don't sell year round. A, a piecemeal uh -huh. here or there. But Amazon wants, uh, if the listings are dead and not getting traction, they want them to go away or they bury them. So how yeah. are we to balance our inventory yeah. with seasonal, with the fees, with also these listing algorithm issues to where if we're not selling uh -huh. year round, then what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Amazon, to some extent, uh, within their algorithm, they understand the seasonal trends. And so um, it doesn't mean that, you know, all year round, if you're if you've got a, a holiday item, it's not necessarily that that it works in, in the same way. It's just similar to to uh, back, you know, say last year, giving you more um, more space in your storage if you've got a high season coming up because historically you've had a track record of that. Uh, so we, you know, there are some things in the algorithm that, that come into your favor, but I would say, you know, keeping, keeping as little inventory as possible. Uh, if, if you, if it's not sitting there anyway, you know, you may not necessarily want to, um, to have a bunch of it. Right. If you're going to sell one or two here and there, you don't want to have a bunch sitting there. One thing that you might be able to do that that could help and could especially help because your your inventory performance index score is going to suffer when you have a, a, a stock out. Yeah. Right. That in stock rate is very important. 
within your your IPI score. So I actually and I actually learned this from from Vanessa this hack. You might consider instead stranding your inventory because that has a lot less bearing on your score than going out of stock. Within the algorithm, it's it it looks different. It's treated differently in Amazon's algorithm. So to to do that, you could you know, usually it's a, a listing suspension that causes a stranded stranded inventory. Uh, so you might be able to, it depends on if you can control the images or not, you might be able to uh, create an image violation and um, that would suspend the listing. But it really, you can't, you can't strand your, your inventory unless you personally uh, get your, your own, I'm, I'm just thinking, as far as if you don't control the listing. Right. I think most people listening probably do. You're not talking about arbitrage or things like that. You're talking about your own bundles or your own private label or even a wholesale listing that you are you most likely own at some point. You can not upload images and then you're instantly stranded until you can do that. So at that point, you could maybe remove an image, change an image. Like I know exactly what you're saying. Like it's yeah. manipulation in some form, but at the same time, yeah. it's not there's nothing wrong with it. You just have to cause an error that then strands yeah. your inventory, which I think we've all accidentally done that. And also uh -huh. on purpose. So yeah. that's one way I've known how to, to strand your inventory uh -huh. is, to, yeah. is to not put an image and then they won't right. let it go live until uh -huh. it's there. Another, yeah. another thing I've noticed about seasonal stuff that I've done personally Mm -hmm. is um I'll create I'll have a one FBA and then one non FBA and for seasonal stuff we'll keep stuff in stock um either by a single unit item just keeping it there and maybe having a higher price you know if your christmas tree mm -hmm. is usually $99 well we might put it at 400 but it's a uh -huh. merchant fulfill so that uh -huh. the listing yeah. still stays live and active and purchasable but we don't have those storage fees at Amazon mm -hmm. until it's time to convert it. So that's always yeah, a good perfect. way to kind of keep that stock out from happening. I mean, that's to me is the worst. I hate going out of stock because you know yeah. the listing is going to get buried. It's going to be awful, you know, tons mm -hmm. of money to get it back going again. Yeah. Um, okay, so what are the long-term, so aged inventory fees, you guys pay attention to that. If you need to strand your inventory by removing an image or not uploading images yet so mm -hmm. that you can prevent some of those um, algorithm issues and hurting your IPI score, which then of course hurts your limits and you can't send as much stuff in and take as much real estate. So what yeah. about some other fees that might be um, missed by a lot of people, but it can really hit hard? Yeah, and, and this is more, um, if you can control, uh, I mean, in, in bundles and also in private label, if you're able to control the dimensions and the weight of your product. So, um, and more so in, in private label, because it depends on, you know, let's say you've got three shampoo bottles, it's hard to, to control that. But uh, if you're able to control those things, fulfillment fees, they're increasing all the time and dimensional weight, that's another thing that came about. And most people know about that and they understand that dimensional weight is, um, can, can really affect you. If you've got a lightweight product that's large, it's going to cost you more. Mm -hmm. You can have a pillow that costs that that is six pounds, but because of dimensional weight, meaning it's got a much larger size, it's going to take more room in this in the the warehouse. Uh, it's going to, or and also in the trucks when they ship them out, it's going to let's say something that's six bucks could be billed at twenty bucks. Mm -hmm. A pillow, for example. Uh, so 
finding ways to reduce that. We're seeing a lot more vacuum packed things. We're seeing a lot, uh, maybe if you put your bundles in a box, maybe you can figure out how to shrink wrap it. And that's, we're doing a lot of work on that right now. We've got a, a new free tool coming out called the product resizer which will do those calculations to figure out what your opportunities are. Are you able to reduce by weight? Are you able to reduce by size? Uh, the biggest opportunity that we're seeing when we look at these things is your some products are just, let's say, a quarter inch off from being into the lower, lower size tier because of dimensional weight. And that's not something that people look at very often. So there's huge opportunity to reduce your your uh, your fees at at a minimum by 16 cents per unit with dimensional weight adjustments. Yeah, paying attention to those sizing tiers and how like uh, literally like one inch can make a difference. And if yeah. you're oversizing your packaging um, just slightly to where mm -hmm. if you're looking at packaging in a way that you can take an inch off of each side, that could literally save you a dollar or two more per unit if you're yeah. paying attention to that. Um, it's funny how you said shrink backed or vacuum packed. Mm -hmm. I ordered this like really cute flower pillow for my daughter recently on Amazon and literally yeah. came in a package this big and I'm like this cannot possibly be this pillow is supposed to be like 18 inches and yeah. sure enough they somehow like shrink wrapped it to the point where is this you cut the plastic open and it went and got really big it was like all uh -huh. of a sudden it was this perfectly cute pillow but at first yeah. I'm like it kind of looked <laughs> forgive my analogy here but when I first looked at it it looked like something they pulled out of a drug bust it had like <laughs> some tape around it and some cellophane. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is like a kilo of, of <laughs> like, wow. kind of what yeah. it looked like. But then you, it said cut plastic here and I cut it and all of a sudden it expanded. Uh -huh. But that first- yeah, you're, not, you're not selling the packaging. You know, that's one of the good things about Amazon versus retail, you're not selling the packaging. So yeah. like, I, I always think of um, every time I put uh, my moisturizer on my face, the moisturizer is this big and it comes in a box. And, and yet there's this much yeah. actual product. So that those are huge opportunities because on retail, you want it to take up space and be very noticeable on the shelf. But on Amazon, that doesn't really matter. Did you know that finding new products to sell and keywords to use doesn't have to be hard? If you want to speed up your product research and discover trending keywords, I highly recommend using Merchant Words. Merchant Words is my favorite research tool. It helps me uncover the best product opportunities, helps me understand the competition, and even helps me select the best components for my bundles. It can even uncover specific niche keywords for successful PPC campaigns. Better keywords increase your traffic and ultimately grow your sales. If you're ready to optimize your listings and uncover new and unused keyword opportunities for your bundles, I've got a great deal for you. I've partnered with Merchant Words to give Mommy Income students 40% off their gold package. Visit mommyincome.com forward slash Merchant Words to sign up now. This tool has generated thousands of dollars in revenue for my business, and I can't wait for you to discover it for yourself. To claim your 40% off gold package, visit mommyincome.com forward slash merchant words. Again, that's mommyincome.com forward slash merchant words.
And it's also important that like I'm always talking about branding, right? And branding and, and customer experience. And you can have a great customer experience with great packaging that doesn't have to be too big or too glossy or too anything like you said if you've got your little moisturizer and it's literally like a one inch little you know cube then you can actually put that in a really cute gift box if you wanted to and have mm -hmm. it be that kind of experience without having that retail space because our retail space yeah. is digital and that's those first images and our title that are selling things rather than the yeah. packaging so that's Absolutely. something that you can reduce size so that's great so so far we're talking about aged inventory and checking out those reports you guys these fees stack that means this month it cost you a dollar and in six months it cost you $12. Like it makes a difference yeah. if you're only making eight, right? You can't afford yeah. to keep having that going. And then of course, um, reducing the size. I love that tool. I'm definitely intrigued by that. I want to put all of my pieces of inventory in there and be like, okay, where can we do <laughs> reduce the size and packaging and things like that. And it's about yeah. getting with your prep centers as well, or your manufacturers. If you're manufacturing mm -hmm. and having them ship direct FBA from, you know, China or India or wherever you're ordering your products, talk to your companies about reducing the package sizing. First of all, that's going to shave you on shipping and importing if you're importing, and it's going to also yeah. save you with, with Amazon fees um what okay so those are those two fees what is your like if you had to just tell people one thing for 2023 for uh -huh. their amazon store what is one thing no one can live without this year and in, in uh -huh. 2023 uh what no one can live without i believe um honestly the the uh the, the product resizing because it has it has huge ripple effects especially if you have a a, a third-party logistics if you're if you're pit stopping somewhere and you're storing your stuff off site, off Amazon, those are fees that you accumulate as well. And you're paying for everything that's done. So if your product comes in um, and it has to be put on pallets and then it has to be stored and then it has to be uh, unpalletized and every single product has to, or every single carton has to have a, a label on it. You're going to pay for labeling fees. You know, we had we have carton pull fees, you know, for pulling the carton, carton labeling fees. And so when you resize your product, um, and this doesn't even have to be resizing your product, maybe you don't have that opportunity, but considering that you can adjust your, let's say your carton dimensions uh, and adjust how that, how many cartons fit on an ind individual pallet all of those things start adding up because if you are better optimizing your pallets and your cartons, you have less cartons that you have to pay fees on and you have less pallets that you have to pay fees on. Uh, so it has this ripple effect, you know, especially if you've got, you know, the product resize, you've got a yeah, fulfillment and fees are reduced, storage fees at Amazon are reduced and storage fees and handling fees at your 3PL. So it really has this huge impact on all of those fees across the board. And it's something that no one, not knowing that that few people are taking uh, a look at because it is a lot of work to, to go through all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Paying attention to, and the biggest, and, and the ripple effect, exactly like you said, like if something is gonna happen here and it's gonna reduce your fees here, it's gonna reduce your fees all the way down the line. And also yeah. talking about, you know, third-party fees. I've had a lot of people come to me saying that they've pulled back on using 3PLs yeah. because they they simply can't afford all of these fees anymore. And I'm like, well, what's your solution? They're like, we don't know. I'm like, you're not gonna yeah. do it at your house. I mean, some people um, are still in that, 
place where they're still packing and receiving at their own homes and things like that. And we get to a certain place and it's like just the cost of doing business. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Just on a side note of this, um, how, how familiar are you with the Walmart platform? Somewhat just, a, a, you know, not, not as much. Uh, we're just starting to, to talk about being able to integrate. So I will have to dive in head first in this next quarter. Uh, Cause that's definitely on our, our roadmap coming up pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I, I love having the Walmart conversation as well, with just different places, different platforms and different software providers, because this is the next real thing, you know, after you figure out Amazon and you get that into a well-oiled machine, now it's time to add platforms. And mm -hmm. I've heard that um, the fee structure at Walmart right now is pretty um, lucrative considering all of the different things Amazon has been doing. And mm -hmm. just wondering if um, you have future plans to integrate with, with Walmart as well and mm -hmm. other 3PLs so we can distribute yeah. more widely yeah absolutely that's yeah we've we've been wanting to for a while and it is uh walmart is heating up and there is a uh, large opportunity over there and not a lot not as many sellers over there so people that get in early as long as the economics make sense people that get in early are going to have uh, a lot less competition than than they do on amazon have you seen people drop products and completely change their product lines with some of these new fees that they have? I mean, yeah, there are products that have been, you know, have become less profitable. Uh, the, you know, and then there are competitors who are, are dropping their fees. So they have had to either, you know, drop products that aren't profitable or they don't realize how unprofitable a product is. Um, there is a switch back to now that there's a little bit more capacity at, in Amazon storage fee, storage uh, allocation, there are people who are changing their logistics, going directly to, to FBA. Uh, so if there's a product that is just becoming less profitable, you have to become smart as, as to what are all of those fees and really laying out, you know, it sells really well, but the profit margins aren't there instead of just ditching that product thinking about like i said you know not to, to harp on the 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 restock or the resizing but beyond that going back to direct to amazon which is what people really backed off from in 2020 and and on uh, going back to amazon and also uh, maybe storing some of your inventory at your uh, supplier if they will do that which is is uh, something that that some you know Chinese suppliers will do storing it for free for up to three months, and you can even negotiate to only pay that final payment on what ships. So if you are if they're holding a month or two worth of inventory, you're only paying the rest of that invoice when it actually ships out. Awesome. I think that's a great idea. And actually, there's a lot of prep centers now. I know the prep center that I use is now offering storage fees that for us makes super so much sense, really, for mm -hmm. us to say they're saying, okay, well, I mean, I want to say I, mean, I don't want to misquote their prices at some point, but I believe it's like $40 a pallet per month or something mm -hmm. or a couple of pallets. And for me, yeah. that's a lot less expensive than storing it overseas or at, or even storing it at Amazon. So I can order mm -hmm. three to six months of inventory and have them ship as needed. So I'm literally yeah. turning through, you know, a couple, you know, we ship, they ship for us every, almost every day. So yeah. when I have the prep center, I just say, hey, it's time to send, you know, two more, you know, 
two more pallets of this or one more pallet of that rather yeah. than um, they're offering that. So that's also another way to kind of reduce those fees is uh -huh. being able to work with, you know, third party uh, prep facilities that can kind of hold your inventory stateside, but then yeah. it's not costing as much as it is on well Amazon's compound long-term storage. Because sometimes yeah. when I'm ordering, I mean, just using the Christmas tree as an example, like we have to buy those now it's May, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then where do those go? How they make sure that they get here on time and then get into Amazon mm -hmm. eventually on time. Um, yeah. You know, we have to have a place to keep them and even still storing those types of things at a third party fulfillment centers are really helpful to uh, those that want to take advantage of some of the shipping opportunities or mm -hmm. even quantities. Like I know that there's some people that, um, you know, quantities of, of even private label items that you're ordering, you're talking, you know, five to 10,000 units you need to order. And then that mm -hmm. we're not sending all that to Amazon. So where yeah. does it go? Um, so taking advantage of all that. Um, so the, he keeps talking about it, the pro, the product resizing tool. I cannot wait yeah. to check this out because I feel like I want to run every, all my SKUs through that and be like, uh -huh. where can we reduce? If you reduce this by two inches, I'll be, the prep center is going to hate me. <laughs> I'm uh -huh. yeah. like, well, I need you guys to get this box down by two inches. <laughs> it's going to yeah, save a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it is, you know, uh, it is a, it, a task in and of itself because you're redoing your entire supply chain. But, you know, I, I refer to it as profit optimization across the supply chain. We're used to trying to reduce our, our advertising costs. We're used to negotiating with our suppliers. But that, that space in between from point A to point B, we don't really think as much about. It can make a huge difference. It's a friend of mine. And actually, I've talked to, this is what aggregators are doing. The smart aggregators, they'll acquire a brand and then they'll look at the the product line and see where can we do this so if they're doing it it's a better idea that you do it especially if someone is trying to exit a business because all that money that you save then compounds based on your multiple so if it's a 3x multiple or a 4x multiple that's that that amount you're saving you then regain in you know three or four fold yeah for sure so especially if you are exiting or looking to sell your brand or your business um mm -hmm. looking at all those costs and making it so advantageous you can even show them we've reduced the cost from this to this we've we've created yeah. margin and opportunity here um yeah. another way too believe it or not is bundling you know when you've got those those things that you're on the cusp of being like wow this profit margin is 10 percent, and that's just not enough wiggle room now you have yeah. an opportunity to take that same product and bundle it with something that's very complimentary and now that you could have a 20 percent margin. This is what we do on every single unit item that we have. We bundle everything yeah. because, mm -hmm. you know, some products sell really well, but there's just not enough meat on the bone for it to make sense. So we, mm -hmm. when I add the meat to the bone, <laughs> you can definitely up the customer experience by adding a couple of products. And I'm not talking about, you know, like I just literally bought, I'm always buying stuff from Amazon. The truck is here literally every day. It's just, it is what it is. Um, but as like, we just ordered something that came with literally my husband's like what is this we ordered coffee filters and it came uh -huh. with some sort of like tissue pack or something that had this <laughs> company's brand on it and i'm like oh this is like bundle gone wrong like that's not what we're talking yeah. about that's not how we do this <laughs> we don't yeah. just throw sticky notes or some sort of something <laughs> brand to make make a bundle but yeah. the idea here is creating that value for the customer whether it's an in instruction sheet maybe it's a, a uh, a how-to guide, you know, or, you know, those are like some basics, but I mean, talking about product, you know, 
Mm-hmm. You can yeah. always put more meat on the bone by adding a product that enhances something with that. Mm-hmm. So, Chelsea, yeah. I so appreciate your time and your energy today. You're such a wealth of information. Where can everybody come and find more about you, get that white paper and learn more about So Stocked and this amazing new tool that I can't wait to try? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, go to uh, sostock.com forward slash connect. Emails there. Uh, demo of the software is there. We're coming out with a overstock fees, so you can see what your lot your potential liability is for your overstock fees. And if you join our email list, you'll be able to get notified when that new uh, product resizer tool comes out, which is very soon. Uh, working with the the developers every every day on that. Uh, and then as far as the the white paper, you go to carbon6.io forward slash fee stack, you will be able to, to get access to the uh, white paper. Awesome. You guys, I highly recommend this. You're in business on Amazon. You need to know about these fees. They've made it really easy for you to read that. So please go to carbon6.io forward slash fee stack. Oh, yeah, I got it the yeah. first time. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, I always repeat that because then it comes in in the notes. You guys, it's yeah. in the show notes. Every single link that we said will be here and clickable. So you can reach out to Chelsea. You can reach out to Carbon6. You can get these papers. Get educated. This is how we save money in our business. We educate ourselves. We learn. We grow. We look and seek out opportunities. We are in business to make profit. So profitability should be top of mind all the time. Otherwise, you're really just running uh, an expensive hobby. And we don't want that. We want profitability in our business. Why? Because we have better things to do than just work all the time, right? We have real lives and like to do real life things. So with that being said, what is something that you love in your real life? That's not related to work. Sure. Um, I have, I have a, it's called lettuce grow. It's a farm stand. So, uh, you know, it's this big hydroponic tower that I can grow, uh, lettuce and greens and herbs and that sort of thing. I'm trying my hand at tomatoes and cucumbers right now. They're just coming up. So I really like those types of things. I have been working a lot on hobbies actually over the past year and a half because I get these questions and I would have no answers, right? I've been reading more. I've been, I, I remember the time when I really realized that I needed to get some, to allow myself you know, time away from work was when I answered that my my favorite thing was chopping, like chopping food, like preparing, like prepping. I'm really into that too. I love to be able to to chop food for preparing for, you know, for cooking, but that's not a hobby, you know, <laughs> that's a chore. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I, I actually need to be able to do the things that I really love and care about that I just haven't had time for. Uh, just make the time to do those things and your life becomes a lot more full and you uh, you actually enjoy your work more. Yeah, I love that you said that too, because I think that's when I really started to get a hobby as well. When someone's like, well, what do you do when you're not working? And I'm like, uh, if I'm not momming or working or doing chores, I'm sleeping. That's There's no time for anything else. Yeah, and yeah. it was kind of that eye opener. So since um basically since COVID, uh, about 2020, maybe a little bit before COVID, I started to play cornhole. My, my oh, family oh. always plays in the backyard and stuff like that. And I'm terrible at sports. So I never, I was just the sideline, like whatever. Um, but then I just got so bored. And so by watching everyone else play, my mom used to play and then she's like, okay, she's good for a game or two. And then she wants to sit. And I was the only one left. 
So uh-huh. I was like, okay, I guess I have to come in and I'm terrible. And so um, I kind of got used to that. And I realized it's like my therapy now. It's like, I get mm-hmm. to throw stuff for an hour. Yeah. And it doesn't have to matter. And I have like a focus. that's literally nothing to do with work. And um, uh-huh. yeah, creative. so, you know, I know we tend as entrepreneurs, we are uh, workaholics, we can't help ourselves. And so we yeah. have to balance that somehow with what do you do for fun? I'm like, hmm, work doesn't uh-huh. count. Even though I love my yeah. job and I know you do too. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of the, our nemesis. Is it like if we don't have these other hobbies and things that we like to do, then we just work ourselves to death and we don't want that. Yeah, either. So, exactly, uh, thank you yeah. for being vulnerable and sharing your your other side of life with, with mm-hmm. us. I appreciate that. I like to people to yeah. know that we are real people and we love uh-huh. to work and we love to serve our clients and create softwares and trainings, but we also love to live. And that's why we're in business because we, we, we want to do what we really enjoy and make an impact on the world and on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Chelsea, so much. I know you could be anywhere else doing any other thing. I don't take that for granted. I appreciate your time and your energy. Y'all go visit sostock.com and get the white paper and get this new tool that's coming out. Join their list because the tool's not out yet. So you have, you can't use it yet, but I'm, I'm going to be the first in line. So thank you, Uh Chelsea. And thank you guys for listening to the Amazon files podcast. We'll see you same time, same place next week on the Amazon files. Are you an Amazon seller who's ready to experience life-changing growth for your business? Are you sick of gurus promising you'll make $100,000 in the next 30 days only to find out their process costs thousands of dollars for product development? Are you tired of finding good replenishable products to sell only to have your listing hijacked by lazy competitors? I was once right where you are. I started with retail arbitrage and I was driving from store to store trying to find enough inventory to fill my Amazon store. And while that was profitable, it was not sustainable. Thinking I would upgrade to wholesale and make my millions that way was a complete disappointment too. With thin margins and high competition, I felt defeated once again. So other gurus promised private labeling was the way to go, but it cost thousands of dollars upfront and took nearly a year to develop and import these products. I needed something better, something faster with higher margins and lower competition. So I developed it myself. It wasn't until I began creating and implementing my new strategy where I finally had a breakthrough, a seven figure breakthrough. If you're ready to smash your competition on Amazon and finally have the breakthrough that you've been working for, I've got something to share with you. It's the exact system I created and used to sell over $5 million in products on Amazon. It's called the Wholesale Bundle System, and I believe it is the most sustainable, long-term business model available. It's also backed by proven success stories from people just like you who have finally found the Amazon selling breakthrough that they've been searching for. By implementing my wholesale bundling strategy, my business grew bigger than I ever expected. I'm talking about tripling my sales year over year. Now, I hear your doubts and your worries and concern. You've been burned before. You've heard all these things before. How do you know it's going to be different this time? Maybe you're still a small seller. Maybe you don't have a ton of money to invest in inventory. Maybe you're a beginner. But whether you're a seasoned seller or a beginner, you can start wholesale bundling for as little as $300 and have your first bundle up for sale in 30 days or less. If you are ready to learn more about this proven successful business model, it's time to take the next step. 
head over to mommyincome.com system and discover the wholesale bundle system that I use personally every single day to create more than seven figures a year in income on Amazon. Again, that's mommyincome.com system. Let's get ready to bundle. for being a loyal listener. If you are ready to take your business to a whole new level, I'm ready to work with you. I'll be back next week with more strategies to help you succeed. Until then, step small and dream big. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Amazon Files podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes by heading over to mommyincome.com forward slash review. The Amazon Files will be back again next week. Thanks again for listening.